Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. New theme Thursday. That's when Patrick the Idea now plays jams that are supposed to provide clues and hints to Harge and I as to what the new theme of the day is. And he has played Missy Elliott, Missy. Can't Stand the Rain. Uh, we've had Young Star, all yep. right, Bleeding Down Your Block. And now we got Mystical, The Man Right Chill. Are these songs I would listen to to get me pumped up before I would go play football? Yeah, that's very close. These hype songs? That, that is very so close. Because I feel hard, like, I'm like, man, these are, my, these are all hey, songs hard, I would play on my hype hard, music. You, do you have a good guess? I do have a good guess right now, finally. These are all the songs that were my walk-up songs when I went to the plate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I told him, I said, do not tell Rod what oh, they are. Okay. I want to wait and see what okay. it was. Okay, that's good. Because you were like, the games okay, that will get me hyped good. up. That was this good. is what it is right here. You couldn't have said it any better, bro. That is perfect. Yeah, you couldn't have said it that, any perfect. And that's why CB keeps complimenting, like, man, Patrick with the heat. Patrick <laughs> with the young star. <laughs> that's why. These are all the songs. Oh, well the rest done. of the songs that I've, I've come up to the plate to. At some it. point in my career. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, you got great taste. I told you, man. You I told you. Everybody taste. that came to the games, whether you know, the visiting teams, all the players, anytime I got ready to bat, I would watch their reactions in the field. Man. Because they knew. <laughs> they were like, oh, we're going to play against Harry. He's going to have us live out here. Harry's going to be jamming. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I can listen to that Missy song. Yes. The, I Can't Stand the Rain over yep. and over again on repeat. Yep. Love me, Youngstar, because I grew up in H-Town. H-Town. On the south side of Houston. Knocking so, pictures off the wall. Yeah, Youngstar was a legend where I came from. Yeah. And then Mystical. That's what, actually, I remember you saying Mystical was your walk-up musical. That I was. do remember you saying that yeah. now. Now that you said that, I do remember you saying that. Okay. Yep. Great theme. Yeah. Might be the best theme of I had to the throw show you so off because we had this conversation before about okay Great one day theme. I'm gonna come in yeah. and we're gonna do all my walk up oh. songs one day so I I talked to Patrick yesterday I was like do you have a theme for tomorrow I said wow. I think I'm gonna go ahead and do that right oh, now. oh brilliant yeah. I'm glad y'all it's, got together on I that yeah. I like like it's a song that's a better with what you picked I'm like he picked it <laughs> <laughs> man he's he's no, making me look no. bad while he's making me look bad that's right. crazy because I was like man I, I swear this is what I would play yeah exactly when you said it right I'd be ready to go that out was and play perfect right too that was perfect when you said that <laughs> I was like great. well you are really close wow because it was well, the same then. thing I would do right before I get ready to go up to the plate every time how many walk up songs have you did you have in your career oh man. I've played for a long time, I know you right? played for I like, like a long time, and man. Depending, and, like depending, and depending how my season was going was would tell you how many other songs I would oh, come out Oh, did you throw. change up based uh, on yeah, if based you on were, how was you were balling? Yeah. To like switch up the mojo? Yeah. Wow. But Mystical was always a part of my walk-up song. Man. Always. 
That's good stuff right yeah. there. Now, I, I'm excited now to hear the rest of these. This yeah, I got you. Yeah, oh, no doubt. All right, <laughs> great, great theme there. Patrick the Idillionaire hooking up with Horace this time. And then the new theme of the day, <laughs> all the walk-up songs yep. Horace had. Not all of them. His, yep. Some of his favorites. Some of my favorites. All throughout his career. Because yep. I got to say, do you know the number on how many you had total? Oh, uh, yeah, I've had quite a few. Do you know? Like, I didn't even send Patrick a, all of them today. Are we, in, are we in the 20s? Well, I mean, remember, I played... A long time. <laughs> a decade. That's what I'm yeah. like, how long we got? Yeah, over 20, 20 songs. Okay. Man. And majority of them obviously were hip hop. Yes. Yeah. Well, we know by all the songs in your phone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know most of them. Hold up. Remember I said it's going to be black men? So whatever. You, <laughs> you had Missy. Woman, you had Missy. I did. I had Missy. You had Missy. That's right. That's so right. you did have a black woman in there. So That's right. good stuff. So at least we diversifying a little yeah. bit. Uh, all right. Good stuff there from Harge. You can be a part of the show. Specs Tech Sounds the best way to do it. 512 337 3776. You also can uh, hit up Harge uh, via Twitter. He's at Hardball Harge in Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Bay in the Twitterverse. All right, we'll continue our coverage of uh, Big 12 Media Days. So we're talking uh, a little bit of Big 12 Media Days, but also, of course, talking about Texas uh, since we're discussing uh, what they're doing. And we'll get to another interview as well because we have an interview with Craig Way sitting down with Quinn Ewers to play the Craig Way uh, sit down with Sark mm-hmm. earlier. And you can go, if you missed any of those, by the way, just go to hornfm.com. You can catch them there or go to the YouTube page, uh, the Horns YouTube page, and you can see Craig Way sit down with Steve Sarkeesian. So we'll play that interview that uh, Craig Way had with Quinn Ewers here in just a second. Or Quinn Wick. Quinn Wick. We're going with Quinn Wick. Hey, Quinn Wick should be the mojo. I like that. My favorite Quinn Ewers quote of Big 12 Media Days. We'll get back to that too uh, because him making John Wick references really has got me giddy, man. I know it does. I know it does. Now, Big 12 title. I mean, that's it. They're going to win it. Right. And and remember this too. They're going to win it. I know you were talking about go to the YouTube page for for those other interviews, but make sure you go there and check out our interview with one X-Man, Xavier Worthy, and how he was reacting. Because obviously on Twitch, you can see it. On YouTube, you can definitely see it. Because Rod and I were here, but he was there in Arlington walking around with a cell phone to his ear. But the smile on his face when we were asking him some of the questions and his reactions, those are priceless. Uh, yeah, Those are priceless. It was fun. Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna lie. He uh, and he basically says he's the fastest guy. He yeah, highlights. He's the fastest guy out there. He yep. did give us his four by one relay. Yep. And where he would race, what leg he'd run on. Correct. The leg. Yeah. And hard. Harge found some intimate information out about him. I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, get but over there and Harge check it out. Harge revealed that he got sore. He know, damn, he know every damn body. Yeah. And he even know people that know people. Because mm-hmm. he revealed to X-Men something that X-Men was like, how you know that? Yeah. <laughs> he was a little taken aback by no uh, Harge knowing that information. So go, go check it out. It was a really good interview. We had fun talking to X-Men. And now. And shout out to Jacob for putting that together. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Jacob. Did awesome putting all those videos up. Yeah, Jacob, Jacob did a great job. Jacob, uh, he's, he's a baller. He's our social media um, really, our kind of social, our social media savant. Yeah, yeah. Video, video editing. Video. Master. He does all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, we appreciate him because he went up there. He's been working hard behind no the scenes. All right, uh, real quick before we get to that, Quinn Ewers uh, sit down with Craig Way. I want to talk Cowboys just for a second. Couple of yep, little nuggets yep. here for you Cowboys fans out there. So the uh, the um, basically kind of some of the over unders have come out. Hmm. And um, the Cowboys are actually, they're underdogs in five games based on these latest over-unders. And all of them are on the road. Uh Uh-huh. Which most teams, Mm. you should be the underdog against quality teams on the road. Yeah. Yeah, regardless of who you are. 
So yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I'm with you on that. I think you should be, I mean, for Don't the home team normally get three points? Don't they, that's what the normal betting lines is, always give you is the home team is majority of the yeah. time favored by three points. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that, too. Um, yeah, so the Cowboys, they are underdogs at San Fran, plus two and a half mm-hmm. at San Fran, uh, plus one at the Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers. <laughs> plus three. And all these are uh, playoff teams in 2022. So that's, ding, ding, that's ding, good. ding. Uh, they're plus three at Philly. That's going to be a sexy matchup, too. It always is. Plus four at Buffalo. That's That should be a nice one, too. Um, and plus one and a half at Miami. So you sit here and you look at that. The only one that you can really sit here in question was the four-point spread in Buffalo. Hmm. That would be the only one that I'm sitting there. Because all those other numbers, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But a four-point? You only get three, so you're giving them one more? And originally, they said what? They had it at six? Yeah. They said it was more towards six than it was towards four, so... That's a whole touchdown difference. No, they people like that, I like that defense for the Cowboys, you. though. You know what I'm saying? I'm with these are not numbers that, uh, in my opinion, put the cow paint the Cowboys as a big time underdog on right. any occasion. Like these are basically numbers that can flip at any time. An injury here, right? You know, whatever, and you know, like, trending one way or the exactly, other. The Cowboys yeah. end up being these are toss up games essentially for the Cowboys, Correct. in my opinion. Correct, um, because they'll. Three, actually four of them are within a field goal. And mm-hmm. like you said, usually you get three points depending on if you're at home or on the road. Right. So I'm with, I know I, listen, they're, we talk about the, you said you're drinking the, the Cowboy Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and the Longhorn Kool-Aid. Yeah. Those are two of the strongest Kool-Aids. I didn't tell you that they weren't sports. spiked. They might be spiked Kool-Aid. That's what I said. That's what I said. They might be trash can punch right now. Yeah, but no, but, if it's Kool-Aid, it's great. But yeah. sometimes it turns out to be flavor aid. Right. And not the Kool-Aid. And you don't realize until you're halfway drinking it that down the gullet that yeah. oh, this ain't Kool-Aid. Or sometimes it's, it's, it's that Kool-Aid that you try to stretch out for a little bit. Oh, you, you get water down, down. You put some more water it's in water there. Water down. Ain't enough sugar like, in it. Man, it does taste like Kool-Aid. Not enough sugar in that but joint. But it seems like it's a little... It's not as concentrated. Yeah, don't yeah. like that. So I've been on that part too. Go check. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I, I'm with you. Know, I'm, and I think the Cowboys are going to be good this year. But to me, like I said, none of that matters unless they get past the divisional round. Yeah. They are they're in a similar situation to the Longhorns. Yeah, where the expectations are so in the stand, the expectations are so clear and defined that it does make it easy to determine success or failure. Yeah. Cowboys is pretty simple. You don't get past the divisional round. Yup. Uh, it's a failure, it's a failure of the season. Yeah, no doubt. Nobody really cares about your 12 wins anymore. Agreed. You and I think you, we're, we're definitely way past <laughs> that. Kind of, as you said before, it's just like the Texas Longhorns. It's not that different. Yeah, exactly. Everybody they knows. are the same. They walk parallel lives. <laughs> Regardless if you're a Cowboy fan or a Texas fan or you're a Cowboy hater or a Texas hater, the fan bases are the same. And so are the expectations. You're right about that. They walk a parallel life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it is a rough weekend sometimes. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm with you. Exactly. And and if Sark doesn't compete for a Big 12 title and win double-digit games, and it could be one or the other, depending on, but if you do one of those, people are going to say it was a disappointment. No doubt. No doubt. It's definitely looking at that. Yeah. And like both of these coaches – 
they're they're in similar situations. That's true because they've had success. Yes. But it it still hasn't met the standard. And since the success doesn't meet the standard or the expectations, then yeah, ultimately you're you'll be on the hot seat. That that is why yeah. being a cowboy and Longhorns fan is one of the toughest jobs that I got. You already told me I got thirteen jobs. You got a bunch of jobs. But man. I'm sitting here with one with <laughs> I'm here with two more. Being a cowboy and a longhorn fan. Rough weekends, my friend. Yeah, you Rough got, the, got them stressful Mondays when people walk in, they're like, What were you working all weekend? You're like, yeah. feels like it. Yeah, yep. because he's got to have two teams play well. I, I'm a Texans fan, so for me, I've kind of given up. I, I, listen, I hey, you watch the Texans like I watch Summer League. Pretty exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, hey man, I want you, you go got out it there. On the TV. Go out there. I want you to put your best effort forward. I want to see progress. Exactly. And that's yeah. it. It's not going to determine my mood on Monday yeah. if the Texans lose or win because I'm programmed now to expect failure and nah. disappointment. So I'm all good there. For the Longhorns, though, I am a Longhorn, so it's in my blood. So, yeah, that ruins my week or weekend when the Longhorns lose. Texans, I, man, honestly, it's, it's sad. But I've come to expect disappointment. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. But I still watch them and support them. And it's the same for us as the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like you, it's like some of y'all out there and y'all, y'all kids are a disappointment to y'all. You still support them. Yeah. They're still a disappointment, We're though. We're going to show up. <laughs> yeah. I love you. Yeah. But you're a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> you are what you are. I'm it's very okay. disappointed in what you performed like today, buddy. <laughs> but I'm here to hear from you. I'm here. You. This yeah. love is unconditional. Yeah. But Hey, reality is reality. Yeah. All right. You're a disappointment. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Uh, don't take that personal. None of y'all's kids are actual disappointments. That was just no, part I of love the our children. You love all right. of y'all kids are awesome, and they all they can be president one day. I love that. Is that the biggest lie we tell our kids? That they could be president. Not anymore. Huh? We gotta create new lies now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they realize <laughs> they know they can't. Be they president? know they can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they used to tell us that we were young. Yeah. You can grow up to be president, and now no, everybody's like, well, no, no. Now they're like, no I shot. don't want to be. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Actually, that job sucks. Yeah. That was, that was me growing up. They're like you be president. You're like why? Yeah. <laughs> now nah, that is a good point. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I could make way more money and not have the stress and burden of being the president. That yeah. sucks. I just want to play basketball. I think. Well, you're. You're short, white, and not very athletic. So yeah. uh, no, nobody ever tells you that you can grow up to be an NBA player. Nobody ever tells you that. No, nobody says you can grow up to be an uh, NFL player. No, because the chances are really low. I guess the chances are even lower. You can be president. You shouldn't right. be telling kids that. Don't stop telling kids that. If you're well, they they can no. read. Yeah, they got all the information right in front of them nowadays. Just tell them they know they don't want that job. Still, they can be anything they want within reason, and especially if <laughs> exactly within reason. <laughs> I kid, kids. No, no, you should shoot for the stars. You guys are awesome. You're the future. Yeah, you should listen to that Whitney Houston Ooh. song. They are. I love. I yeah. love the kids. Yeah, want to inspire them. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, let's get let's get to this uh, Queen Ewers interview. We sat down with one Craig Way and uh, actually got into a lot of different topics. Here is Quinn Ewers, the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, with Craig Way. The Voice of the Longhorns. The last time I saw you in this building, I was calling a state championship <laughs> game. Uh, you have memories and stuff about this? I know you've been in here other times than that before, but, I mean, what, what goes through your mind when you walk into this building? Oh, just how big it is, probably. I mean, this place is huge. And, you know, obviously, growing up in Texas, you wanted to end up playing the last game of the season here. So, ultimately, it's kind of the same way when you're playing in the Big 12. You want to play here um, towards the end of the season. Maybe not the end, but towards the end. So, um, And obviously, I didn't just play the state championship here. I played a fellow teammate of mine, Byron Murphy, <laughs> against DeSoto here. I think it was the second round of the playoffs. But, I mean, there's so many good memories here. Just, you know, with the with the South Lake Carroll Green, I can just mm-hmm. see, it in the, in, see it in the stands, man. Uh, no, there's so many memories here with just, 
you know, kids I've grew up with, my buddies I grew up with. I mean, it's not far from home for sure. How different is it for you, Quinn, a year ago to now? I mean, you're, you're still competing every day with, with Malik and, and with Arch, but now, I mean, you've got some starting experience under your belt. You've got a full year in the program. You know, you're not having to meet teammates anymore. You're acquainted with everybody. Just your comfort level now compared to where you were a year ago. I mean, yeah, obviously it's going to grow when you've been in the system for a year and you've known guys that you've been around. You've been around them for a whole year. Um, and you've made great friendships. I mean, it just makes everything a whole lot easier. Yeah. Definitely comfort level has gone way up for sure, even in the um, you know weight room and, and out on the field when Coach Beckton's got us you know, running. So, I mean, it's just been a whole lot easier for me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Sark Sar has talked about confidence in relation to that. How do you feel from a confidence standpoint? Does it, is that something you feel growing? Is it just kind of second nature type stuff? Where are you at with, with confidence right now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely growing for sure. Um, you know, I feel like I've had a great spring. I had a great spring uh, spring ball and, and, and winter and, you know, summer. Summer workouts are going great. PRP is going great. I mean, it's only growing. So yeah. I'm excited to see where I'm at after fall camp. Um, and I couldn't be more excited for this year. I'm ready. Every Everybody likes to talk about the, uh, the leaner, meaner Quinn, that kind of <laughs> deal. I mean, how much work did it take for you to get comfortable not only about your physical set, but like Jeff said, with the with the confidence, with everything else, with the game, the familiarity. I mean, that's an evolved process over time, isn't it? No, oh, 100%. Uh, like you said, it, it took me pretty much all of winter to kind of get comfortable with, with where I was at, um, you know, football and just uh, physically wise. Um, <clears throat> it, took, it took me a lot of work. Uh, you know, definitely had to eat a whole lot better than what I was eating like and, and what, all what, this did, what did you eat before that you don't eat now? You know, I used to eat a whole bunch of Chick-fil-A. I don't eat a whole lot of Chick-fil-A anymore. So. Chick-fil-A was my go-to. Was it? Yeah. It's, it was hard to kind of step away from that, but yeah, it's been good. I feel so much better um, mentally and physically. So, yep. Quinn, as you, as you look at this team, you know, you've been with these guys all summer after spring ball. We got a good look at you guys in the spring game. What excites you the most about this 2023 team? You know, what excites me the most um, – it's something that's not even on the field, just the relationships we've built throughout this throughout this time. I mean, you know, all these guys, um, we're all in the same boat and we're rowing together this year. We're not rowing, we're not rowing against each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what we do on the field and, you know, what we do off the field, you know, as, as, a, as a team. I mean, I feel like all of us has grown so much closer um, this past season or this past year, and I couldn't be more excited to see, see what we're capable of. In that sense of everybody rowing together uh, every report that's come out talks about how you and Malik and Arch have were really worked closely together and kind of uh, gotten to know each other better was that is that an accurate way to describe it yeah it's definitely accurate but the whole QB room I mean I, I'm so blessed to be in such a good QB room I mean nobody's trying to you know find ways around or throw somebody under the bus and there's none of that I mean we're all we're all in it together and we have such good time those are like my best friends on the team it's so, you know, because I'm with those guys all the time, and, you know, we get along so well. It's rare, honestly, for everyone to, to kind of be the same and act the same. Do you get along with that dude right there? Right there behind you there? Yeah, you know, sometimes. Sometimes, no. <laughs> I mean, we have a great relationship. Um, you know, both of us have kind of grown up together in the system. Um, he, was here, he was here a year earlier than me, but, you know, I feel like we've kind of seen each other grow, um, which ultimately just makes us, you know, want to grow together. 
All right, Quinn, here's the big question everyone wants to know. Whose idea was it to take the picture of you guys showing off the abs in the locker room? And did you expect that thing to blow up the way it did? You know, honestly, I didn't expect it to blow up. I didn't even expect it to get posted. But, you know, when, when Malik, um, you know, showed us kind of what he did with the post, I was like, yeah, go ahead. It's, it was funny. Um, but, no, we, we, we made this idea, I mean, months ago. We were like, hey, we're all going to stay after. We're going to hit abs. We're going to hit arms. We're going to. We're gonna, we're gonna take a picture, you know, June 30th when before our July 4th week break. I mean, we're so we were, we set a goal and we we wanted to hit the goal and it kind of gave us you know some motivation. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. I know you got a busy day and all that stuff. I I, I look forward to calling your games this year again. Yeah. I appreciate you yes, taking sir. the time appreciate to join us. Appreciate you guys. Us. Thank you. All right, that's Quinn Ewers, uh, Thanks, Longhorns Quinn. quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Craig Way smooth, ain't he? Eddie. Um. I, I thought it's, what stood out to me was when Craigway asked him about, I remember it was Jeff Howe that asked him about um, what he's excited about this upcoming year, and he said it's not even something on the field. Yep. They're talking yep. about the bond, the brotherhood, and how close they are um, as a team. That's that's important. That's important. Even you know Vince Lombardi used to talk about there having to, has to be a certain kind of love in the locker room, not traditional love, but there has to be a certain type of love that bonds uh, a team together, and uh, you got to have that because when the fit hits the shan and you and you face adversity, um, and you know there's got to be accountability. Uh, there also has to be that mutual respect, and you need to care for one another. And they seem like they're they're getting to that. They they have a like they, what they call culture Wednesdays or something. Um, Which where, is really dope. Yeah, and obviously they were at basically media days on Wednesday. Basically, basically they do something that is non-football related and hang out as a team and hang out as a family, and they call it Culture Wednesdays. Um, so, yeah, you got to have that. And it seems like the guys are closer now. When you're closer as a team, you play for one another. Right. And that, that is important that you not only have your own standards you want to uh, play hard for and play up to, that I always say the name on the front of the jersey, the name on the back of the jersey, should be enough of motivation for you. Yeah. If you, I would not recruit a player who was not motivated by the name on the front and name on the back. The name on the front is Texas. name on the back is my family name. Yep. Those two things are really much all I need to motivate me. But then, in addition to that, there should be the motivation of the man next to you, uh, the man to your right, the man to your left, to play for them as well. And then you have yep. a common goal, which for them is easy. Title. Yeah, and that's all they've been talking about. That's the thirst that they have. And and for for uh, Quinn to come out and be able to speak the way that he was and talk about his team and talk about his maturity, that's mm-hmm. the other part. We have somebody on the Specs text line talking about what X said yesterday and how his maturity level has changed. I feel the same way about Quinn, and that's why the expectations. I love the fact that he was talking about why they posted that. They weren't expecting it to get out on the, on social media, but it was something that they agreed to work to get to that level. And when goal. they got there, it was, a goal. It was there, yeah. and they were like, oh, yeah, we look good. Let's go ahead and take these pictures out there and put it out there. <laughs> we, look we didn't know it was going to be for the social media aspect of it, but we looked so good, it was like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> let's put it out there. But I, I do think— Thirst trapping. It, it was thirst trapping. <laughs> uh, but even hard, we, we agree. Like, hopefully that the abs are getting as much work as the footwork. Yeah, oh, yeah, because you know the footwork is all I care about. Exactly. Yeah, hey, I'd rather the dad bod— You could bod, look like Jared Lorenzo. Thank you. <laughs> go out there. Dad bod, bit of a gut, yeah. all good. How's the footwork? Uh, yeah. How's and the footwork? How's that release How's angle? the release going? Yeah. How's the mechanics? Uh, are, y'all, cool. are y'all hitting on that deep? 
eight ball baby. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the six pack, but that's for the moms. Like, right, hey, right. all we really give a damn about is, <laughs> hey man, the footwork, the mechanics, and that deep ball baby. Truth. Yes. At, least, at least he said they were staying after to do it. Yeah. Yes. So it's not during they normal did. practice. But right. you can stay after and do football. Football stuff. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all no, no. I, listen, I'm glad they got to go. The guys look good, and you got to be in peak physical condition you got to, bring to be it. able to accomplish your goals. Uh, but yeah, as long as that footwork is getting that, you know, getting that yeah. time and that investment, uh, I think we're all excited about what's in store for Quinn Ewers. Well, what you got in store coming up for Harsh Knock Life? We're going to talk to my man from the football brainiac, CJ Vogel, is going to oh, be talking on. Um, nice. He's been up in uh, Big 12 Media Days as well, and I want to get his thoughts, what he saw, what is exciting to him, and what is his expectations in the Big 12. And you told me he covers Oklahoma too? He covers the Sooners This is going to be well. good. So we can yeah. talk about the rival uh, yeah. for the Longhorns as well. Absolutely. All right, CJ Vogel does great work. We're going to have him on next uh, for Harsh Knock Live. Once again, Harsh bringing on uh, all of his friends and family. No doubt, so man. He knows every damn body. Bringing them all. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. This is Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge and the new theme is my walk-up songs throughout the season. I want We're going to continue that in just a little bit, and we're, I'm having a lot of fun because we did not let my man, no. uh, Rob Babers, know Mm-mm. at all. Nah. And I know he was like, man, what is going on? Hey, I got close. I was you like, did. man, you I'm getting close. hyped. You was, good <laughs> hype music. <laughs> you was, Turns out. You was dialed was in close. on that. Yeah. But you can follow me mm-hmm. on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And the man behind the glass that helped me put this together is at Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a young man that has been doing it and doing it and doing it well. You can see him all over the place. He does a great job with the football brainiacs. You can also follow him on Twitter at CJ Vogel underscore TFB. That's Football Brainiacs. What's up, CJ? How you doing, buddy? What's up, CJ? How's it going, guys? I'm doing well. I'm I'm loving that walk-up song. You like that? You like that? That's how we get it in, man. Got to get everybody getting hyped up. I love it. Hey, CJ, if you had to have a walk-up song, what would it be, man? Give give us the walk-up song. Oh, man. Uh, in high school, I was a baseball kid, so Naughty by Nature, uh, that was that was my number one for two <laughs> years, so I, I'll pick that one. I like that. I that like that. Good. Naughty by Nature. <laughs> CJ out there doing it big. <laughs> so let's get right into it, man. You just spent the last couple of days up there in Arlington at Big 12 Media Days. Obviously, the Texas Longhorns have had a lot of the headlines, as uh, rightfully so, preseason Number one team in the Big 12. A lot of hype surrounding this team. 
But you also cover the Oklahoma Sooners, and we'll get into that conversation in a minute. But what was your biggest takeaways from the Big 12 media days, especially when it comes to the Texas Longhorns? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, anytime you you come into Big 12 media days ranked number one, there's going to be a lot of attention on you when, you know, you're, you combine that with the fact that you're the Texas Longhorns and you bring in the logo that you have. There's going to be even more eyeballs towards you. And uh, I, having seen Sark speak on, on the podium, answer the questions with the local media, and then also, you know, having heard some of the, the players in attendance speak as well, the team knows they have a talented roster at hand. And they know that there are very high expectations, as there are every year. But, you know, this year might probably be an exception uh, with that number one preseason ranking coming into the season. Uh, and, and something Jordan Winnington said uh, in his breakout group really stood out to me. And it was, you know, uh, the, the question was along the lines of, do you feel like it was kind of overdue that Texas was number one, you know, coming into the season? And he said, no, I mean, we haven't quite accomplished what we've wanted to do in my time here at, in, at Texas. And until we do that, why should we be ranked number one? And, and while that's, that's hundred percent true back in, you know, back in the mind and in that conversation, he, he looked at it and he said, you know, we have all the pieces to do it and it's up to us this year to finally get it done. And, 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 and it really does sound like behind the scenes that the, the maturity, uh, the team leadership that you need to be a successful team in the big 12 conference is there for Texas. Uh, it's all about figuring out how to play four quarters every Saturday uh, of complete winning football. And I think, you know, if, if there's going to be a year that Texas wins it, it's shaping up to be this year. Uh, CJ, you just uh, really hit the nail on the head, I think, in uh, one uh, part of your comment there where about the four quarters where Texas has to play four quarters. We know that Sark has been, you know, brilliant for lack of a better term when it comes to preparation and game planning jumping out to some of these big leads my big criticism has been he kind of loses the chess match within the game somehow and then texas ends up losing some fourth quarters in some of these crucial matchups what do what steps do you want to see sark take as a head coach to make sure that this team can perform at a championship level it's double-edged because i I do think there is a lot of a lot of that, you know, turns on the Sark. Obviously, when you when you only score three points in fourth or in second halves of Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas Tech, you know, the, the, it goes on and on, and it and it gets tiring, you know, beating the dead horse of second half uh, of collapses. But Texas did start two true freshmen on their offensive line last year, and when 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 games didn't go their way offensively in the second half, a lot of that was because they could not establish the run, and when you can't establish a run with two top four-round uh, four running backs in the NFL draft, and you can't do a lot offensively to say the least. Hmm. Uh, I, I do think returning all five offensive linemen plus the three, uh, you, know, you know, your sixth, seventh, and eighth offensive linemen to go with that is going to go a long way this year for Sarkeesian. Uh, there is uh, a, a, an abundance more of, of, of talent in that wide receiver room, kind of, uh, especially in the Iowa State game where Texas really floundered in the second half. There was not a whole lot of help going out towards Xavier Worthy in that uh, that that game as well. So, Sarkeesian really just trusting the guys around him and not trying to do too much. I think sometimes he got away with uh, got away from what worked in the first half of a lot of games. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna work hand in hand. I think this year with with having a more experienced uh, uh, offensive lineman to uh, to pair up with you know a returning quarterback and a very talented uh, wide receiver core as well. 
We're talking to CJ Vogel. You can follow him at CJ underscore TFB, the football brainiacs. I wanted to ask you this, too, because you sit there and you brought up all the the things about Sark. The talent has always been there. You know, there's been a lot of questions about who who does a lot of this pressure fall on. We already know it's on Sark. Is the ceiling for the Texas football team this year on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side? However, we're going to get there. This group has to play at a very elite level. Is it Quinn? I would believe so. And, and again, it's, it's for that same reason that I mentioned earlier. You return all five starting offensive linemen. You have the, the school's number one statistical tight end of all time right next to you. Uh, Xavier Worthy has 21 touchdowns in 21 games at Texas. You add that mm-hmm. to it with, you know, A.D. Mitchell, Jonte Cook, Isaiah Nayor is back from injury. There's not a there, – there's probably Ohio State and Washington are the only two schools in the entire country that can compare with Texas in the passing game when, when it comes to what kind of weapons they have uh, that they can deploy on any given down. It looks on paper like a quarterback's dream, and it – if you look statistically and historically at, at what the good quarterbacks in the Big 12 Conference do that start out as, as true freshmen in the conference, that, that jump from year one to year two, more times than not, is astronomical. And Texas doesn't need an astro- astronomical jump from Ewers to be very good in this conference. But they need a jump and they need more consistent play. And if, if they make any kind of a adjustment this year and Ewers is just – you know, just a, a fraction better. I, I can't imagine a, a season where Texas is losing many games. Hey, CJ, you threw out a very interesting um, kind of hypothetical, a thought experiment more, I should say, via Twitter a couple of weeks ago. And you asked basically, since we're so high on Texas and everybody, the hype train is a runaway train. The, the brakes are gone, all right? No brakes at all on this hype train for Texas. How could it go wrong? How could this thing be derailed? Um, what uh, What kind of responses did you get? And what are your thoughts? How could this... Texas uh, dream of winning a Big 12 title this year, how could it become a nightmare? Like, what what comes to mind for you? Sure. Uh, I think, you know, injury aside, I think that's easy kind of out to any question that says, yeah. you know, what could go wrong here. Putting that aside, it, but it belongs on the defensive line. And, you know, Texas was very good in 2022 getting pressure on the quarterback, but they weren't good at getting the quarterback down on the ground for negative uh, plays. Uh, for getting loss of yards and, and, and eliminating any type of, uh, you know, quarterback uh, releases out of the pocket to create gains and, and, and what that may be. Obviously, we saw the Texas Tech game where they were on the field for seven fourth downs and converted six of them. The, the front seven, specifically, you no longer have Keandre Coburn, Moro Ojimo up in the middle. Uh, Ovio Gofu is back out with uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. And DeMarvio Novershone, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, was the guy cleaning up a lot of messes when it comes to sideline to sideline that didn't really make the, the, the splashy uh, highlight reel at the end of the game due to his athleticism. You no longer have that. That rush defense last year was elite. There's a lot of pressure on the quarterback. If Texas is unable to kind of duplicate that and, and, and see that back on the field again this year, they could be in some trouble where, you know, they're all of a sudden – you know, allowing points to teams that shouldn't be scoring a lot of points and, and didn't score a lot of points last year. And so that, that's an area that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, 
of early returns from uh, in fall camp is just what kind of pressure Texas is getting on the on the, the, the quarterback early on. Who's going to be that guy opposite of Baron Sorrell that really, really takes that step forward and, and, and becomes, you know, a guy that Texas can rely on getting the quarterback down on the ground. Yep. Yeah, we, we've been talking about that a lot, too. And when, we, when we're looking at all of this, we try to figure out, okay, what will make this season so successful? Where will be the weak spots? And there's not very many weak spots. So we always go back to the coaching side of the ball and making sure that all of these, um, these players are in sync. And one of the biggest things, and I've been talking to Rod about this, and I heard um, X-Man talk about it, Xavier Worthy talk about this. Well, now when they go in the huddle and the play is called, they don't have to think anymore. The coaching staff has been the same. The voices have been the same. And I've been, I've been really big on that part on the defensive side as well. The, the voices are the same and the calls are the same. And now they're not having to learn with the young people. They're the young players that are here. They're learning. I mean, they're teaching now. Does that, do you think that will help this team be more cohesive because of that? It's the same voices now? Oh, without a doubt. And and you mentioned it's the same voices on each side of the ball. It's the same voices at seemingly every single position. You know, on the offensive line, you return all five guys. Christian Jones has been there five years. Jake Majors has been a team captain for four years. Yeah. You know, that's that's important right there. Quinn Ewers, uh, it, it was talked about a lot at media days, just what kind of pro- progression he has made with his leadership this offseason. He said he went from, you know, contributing in offseason workouts to then I'm leading them to now, if it says, if I say something, it goes. And that was echoed with Jordan Winnington and Xavier Worthy, uh, who, who basically said, you know, he's the head of the snake. You know, how he goes is how we go. And that's what I think every Texas fan really wants to see from their quarterback, especially one uh, with as much talent as Quinn Ears. And so it's really important this year that Texas has as much talent and experience at every meaningful position on the field that it's no longer – I question what I need to do. It's second nature to them, and, you know, it all just comes down to execution. Hey, CJ, uh, you cover Oklahoma as well. Can you give us a little, you know, synopsis, uh, just your critique really quickly on Oklahoma football and how good you expect them to be this year? Absolutely. I had Oklahoma picked fifth in my Big 12 media uh, preseason poll. That might be a little low. Um, I'm still a little bit skeptical on Oklahoma uh, offensively. And I, we hear Sarkeesian talk about playing complimentary football all the time, and that doesn't necessarily just mean, you know, playing good offense and playing good defense. It's being able to do so at the same time. And Oklahoma's problem last year is playing too fast. Jeff Levy loves playing as fast as he can offensively, and he loves being able to uh, put defenses in binds by, by playing the hurry-up offense. And, and it's easy to do that when your offense and your quarterback is playing good football with accurate uh, – passes and, and you're able to move the chains it's not easy to do that when you have an inaccurate quarterback when the clock stops you're not taking a lot of uh seconds off of the clock and all of a sudden you're you're off the field in three plays and so that was the problem oklahoma ran into a lot last year was teams were were running more plays than them by by sometimes 20 or 30 plays and in any given football game that is a lot more plays for your your defense to be on the field and so levy uh or excuse me uh, Venables brought that up very briefly this afternoon at Big 12 Media Days, but he didn't necessarily offer any kind of solution. And 
you know, I understand that he's a defensive-minded guy, but as a head coach, you have to be able to sit there and say, you know, we want to establish the run earlier in games. We want to be able to get our RPO plays going uh, to get the clock going, to keep our defense on the sideline, to make sure that they're able to play all four quarters without simply being exhausted uh, every single time that, that fourth quarter comes around. And until I see that, that that Oklahoma offense is able to sustain drives even without scoring touchdowns, I'm going to be pretty hesitant about uh, their, their overall success on the football field this year. Uh, will it be 6-7 or seven again? Probably not. Will it be 10, 10 wins looking to fight into the uh, – the Big 12 championship game in December, I would be very surprised. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this then before we let you go. Dylan Gabriel is uh, a quarterback that I'm very impressed with. I've been impressed with him ever since he was at UCF, who is now in the Big 12. Is he the difference that they need? And would this, if he wouldn't have got hurt earlier uh, last year, would they have been at a different level uh, because of his play? Probably. They probably would have been. I'm not sure they would have been Oklahoma of old because, again, TCU scored 65 on them. Texas scored 49. I mean, these were very, very exploitable defenses that Oklahoma was deploying each week. Um, the, the middle of their field could not stop the run. And if, if you go back and look at some of their bad losses, it was because teams were running uh, zone power at them at will. Uh, Danny Stutzman is the returning uh, middle linebacker. He's a guy that teams really just kind of picked on. And uh, they now pair him with the McCulloch, the transfer from uh, Indiana, who is a, a, a very fine, talented, uh, elite prospect that offers from everybody. If those two guys cannot stop the run and, and really, you know, be the Band-Aid on some of the bleeding that comes from that internal defensive line, Oklahoma's going to be in a tough position once again when it comes to stopping the run and getting off the field. Uh, against teams that on paper are inferior to them in the, in the trenches. Man. Mm. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. And I know Oklahoma fans are mm. trying, they don't even know if they really like Dylan Gabriel at the quarterback position, let alone what that defense is going to be like. They, need they definitely need them. CJ, as a pleasure, as always, my friend, thank you so much. And uh, we're just that much closer to Big 12 football. One last ride, baby. One last ride. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have a great afternoon. Appreciate it, CJ. You the man. Make sure y'all go and follow CJ Vogel at CJ underscore or at CJ Vogel underscore TFB, the football brainiac. He's, I follow him. I've been following him for years now. He's a great follow, actually. He does a really good job uh, following Texas football. And I actually didn't know that he was doing Sooner uh, football. Yeah. But actually, that's a plus, too, uh, because he does a great job. So I'm assuming he does a great job with Texas uh, and Oklahoma. No doubt. All right. uh, Thanks for the uh, the time to my man CJ. And thanks to Harsh for bringing on CJ. We come back. We'll get into a little off the record on the other side and discuss some of the uh, the more humorous topics of the day right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. DD Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get Dave Ray Van Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks.
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we're going to get to a couple of the topics here. We don't have a ton of time, so I just want to bring up the the ESPYs while we got all the time. Hard, you watched a lot of sports I did. yesterday. Did you watch the ESPYs too? I did watch the ESPYs. Man, you be getting it in. Yeah, I did get the ESPYs. Man, hard. Okay, uh, what, any highlights from the ESPYs that you thought were worthy of discussion? I saw the DeMar Hamlin moment. That was <clears throat> That was pretty moving, where he introduced the training staff and the medical team from the Buffalo Bills that saved his life. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, that kind of got to you, boy. Yeah, that got to me for sure. Mm -hmm. And the Liam uh, Hendricks, the closer for the uh, White Sox who started the season dealing with cancer, going through all of his treatments, and for him to be able to go out there and, and continue to pitch. Uh, but also win his battle, ring the bell, because that's so important. Because a lot of people don't get a chance to ring that the bell. Most important to be able to be cancer free, and for him to be able to do that, and then dedicate all of it to his wife because she was the one like, "Hey man, let's go fight it. this thing. Yeah. Let's, let's go fight yeah. this thing." As someone who has survived cancer, mm-hmm. I know what that's all about, and mm-hmm. I know the work that he put in to be able to do that. A lot of people don't understand what happens behind the scenes. Amen, brother. There's a lot that goes on, but uh, I thought that was really, really moving. I thought Savannah, Savannah James, talking about LeBron. Yeah, I that thought was that was cool. pretty cool, man. LeBron James just announced that basically he's not retiring. Yeah. I don't think that was any surprise I mean, to anybody. We were all laughing at each other that day. <laughs> he was talking about, I, I, I got to think about it. What you thinking about? Yeah, you got swept yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs, and you're going to think about retiring? Oh, so you never want to be mentioned in the MJ-LeBron <laughs> exactly. debate again? Because that would be, that basically would end the MJ-LeBron debate. Right. Anytime you bring it up, people would go, you know, he got swept his last, his last damn playoff right. series. Right. He got swept and his then, last one. And then Michael Malone Walked around calling himself the Lakers' daddy for, <laughs> yeah, for right. like two what months. That? It's like, what is going on? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Mike, you called him Michael, though. Yeah, he I, did get us. We used to call him Mike Malone. I was like, Michael. By the way, Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham's like, this ain't over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't want you the know. smoke from Darvin hey, either. No, no, and I'm telling you, that's one of those guys. Be like, Mike, I know Michael Malone is from. Uh, he's from uh, New York, one of the boroughs. Yeah, he's he from, one, from of the the boroughs. Boroughs. one of the boroughs. One of the boroughs. I don't care. I ain't mess with Darvin Ham. Nah, Darvin Ham looks. I agree. He looks like somebody that can fight. I don't even know. Yeah. I want to mess with Darvin now. He looks tough. He nope. looks tough. Uh, okay, so here's some of the award winners. I know Darvin. From- he is tough. You know Darvin, too? Oh, remember, he was here. That's right. And I used to live in Lubbock when he was there. He knows every damn yeah. body. People think I was joking when I said that about Harge no, when I first got him. No, Harge does know every damn body. Patrick's a believer now. He's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> every time you bring up somebody, I was like, I know that dude. I was like, yeah. hey, man, we can get it to pop. We, can get, Har- it, we can get it yeah. popping. The Harge, dog, like I said, he really yeah. does. Okay, best team award. Kansas City Chiefs were named the best team. Best play was uh, the uh, Justin Jefferson one-handed catch versus the Bills. Uh, the US that was win- smooth, though. That was nice. Yeah. The U.S. Women's National Team were given the Arthur Ashe Award for Kirk Courage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a pretty cool moment. Angel Reese from LSU. LSU had a lot of big time they moments did. at uh, She was named Breakthrough Athlete um, and also guaranteed another national title. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was honored by the Banana Boat crew <laughs> at that. So it's probably a big time. And uh, yeah, Jimmy V, apparently, it was revealed that Jimmy V's cancer, uh, not Jimmy V, sorry, Dickie V. Yep. His cancer is back which is also very unfortunate. Um, and uh, LeBron James, of course, had his salute to his family. Um, and the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance was given to Liam Hendricks, as uh, Horace just brought up, too. So yep. that was nothing. Oh, San Antonio Spurs were honored for their service in Uvalde. Yeah. 
They had, I think they yeah. were, they showed that they were bringing people up yeah, all the time and having yeah. them come and work out with yep. them and doing little camps. They were that was that. really cool. That was, uh, that's fantastic. Yep. I mean, that organization is straight class, homie. Uh, best championship performance was Lionel Messi. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, of course, we just talked about that moment where he embraced and uh, introduced the training staff for the Bills and the medical staff. Uh, best athlete in men's sport was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, best athlete in the women, and he beat out uh, Nikoli. I think Jokic was up for that too, um, and some. Other, I think Aaron Judge was also up for that yeah. award. Uh, best athlete, Shohei Otani was not, but next year Shohei Otani is definitely, definitely going to win that award. They're going to the put him up there the most richest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the richest best, player award. Best athlete in the women's sport was Michaela Schifrin, mm-hmm. um, um, and the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award was given to Drew Holiday for the Milwaukee Bucks. Actually, I want to say the uh, Stuber was up for that. Yeah, he was. Uh, Brad Stuber was Stuber up for that. was up so for that. So shout out to him, too, for doing great work. Uh, best comeback athlete, Jamal Murray for Denver Nuggets, and uh, that's probably about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lil Wayne did have a performance there. Did you see? Did you hear the performance? What? He, he adjusted all the lyrics to be more current. Did he, he really? Yeah. On the fly, talking about I didn't realize that. Talking about Angel Reese, talking oh. about Dennis Rodman with the tattoo on his face. Like wow. he did all current stuff. No, like, it was is, amazing. Luane is one of the most talented uh, lyricists in the history of hip hop. He really is. He's yeah. not celebrated enough, in my opinion. He really yep. is. And he's almost like he's probably close to forty now, or something. Uh, like that. I'm sure, something like that. Yeah, and he still got it. Oh, he like he's still. When you go back it. and listen to that performance, and you start piecing all of it together, you're gonna be like, he really did just do that. No, Lil Wayne has the ability. You go back and listen to Lil Wayne albums from like a decade ago, no joke, and you'll still be surprised by some of the wordplay, the relevance to it too. And you'll go, yeah. damn, I didn't realize that's what he was talking about because it's like Seinfeld as your the Seinfeldian humor. Sometimes it was kind of a high brow, it was above people's head a little mm-hmm. bit. And as you got more uh, well-rounded as a human being and you learned more about the world and you got the joke, you ever get a joke, you're like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the joke four or five years ago, but now I get the joke. Lil Wayne's lyrics like that. Yeah. Well, my favorite, one, my favorite one is like he said, Real G's moving silence like, like lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, no, I'm like, like, and then you go back and you, you think, think about it, and, you, and you're like, G's oh, do it. They're real quiet. Yeah, yeah G's don't no, never go out there and be loud and boisterous. Yeah, he's uh, moving he, silent. No, he's next level, man. Weezy, yeah. Weezy, Wee. You know that uh, <laughs> Weezy F baby <laughs> Carter. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. my uh, Shadow's son is named after Lil Wayne. Come on. His name is Carter? Yeah, he named his son after Lil Wayne. He named him Carter after Lil Wayne. And then he'll tell I you. I love it. They were like, why, why, why'd you name your son Carter? He's like, after Lil Wayne. He lo- Lil Wayne is his top artist. He loves Lil Wayne more than any other hip-hop artist ever. Yeah. Yeah, not making that up. That's a true statement. Go look it up. Go Google it. Uh, all right, we come Man. back. We'll get into uh, more Big 12 Media Day's coverage. We'll also hear from Steve Sarkeesian talking to Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, and Quinn Ewers, basically, this, this analogy that he made. To me, it inspired me, and it'll inspire you too. <laughs> we'll play that when we come back as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful, 94.1.